You know what I found today, y'all? I found, found the cassette maxi single of Creep. So I keep. Yes. Oh, wow. Just keep it yeah. on. The it's got the album version, Jermaine's Jeep Mix. Side two's got instrumental and instrumental, the acapella of Jermaine's uh, Jeep Mix. And the cassette looks pretty new. I, haven't, I guess I didn't play this too much because I guess the album came out. Yeah. Like, I remember um, Jermaine's remix. I remember the vocal is different, but only slightly. Mm-hmm. Like T-Boss re-recorded it. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I haven't listened. Well, 1994. Yep. La Face. It should be October-ish, September-ish, October-ish, 1994. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm old. We are old, yes. <laughs> I mean... 25 years, and we remember when the thing was new. Yes, I definitely remember when this, this, the video was everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Ken, are you president of the He-Man Woman Haters Club? Oh, never. <laughs> you, you took over for first Spanky. Spanky and Froggy and, and Stymie. <laughs> they had an election. I elect Kendrick to be the He-Man Woman Haters Club president. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're going to scare Tim off. He's going to be like, no. Nah. Tim, Tim know me for like up, know. upwards of 15 years now. He knows he knows. Yeah, the it's, yeah, no, oh, I you got the dirt. Okay. Okay. We got a tour. I, I, don't, I don't share anybody's dirt. I, I'm not oh, that guy. Man. He knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely know where the bodies are buried. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, Deborah, Deborah. Deborah. Deb. Wow, we're being rude from the jump. Deborah. Deb. Wow. Debbie. Sorry, sorry. I got it under control. I got it under control. All right, all right. Here we go. In five, four, three, two. time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, ssmpodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. We are so glad to have you here today. Today is Sunday, November the 17th, 2019, when we, when we are recording this. My name is Brandon, and I am here with Latria. What's up? Ken. Hey, howdy. And special guest, Tim. Hey, everybody. All right, and Latria stopped me from singing before we started and the funny thing is i had i was actually anticipating singing the opening song from saludos amigos to open the show oh, <laughs> so <okay>. I didn't do <laughs> it. Mm. 
today we will be discussing Disney Plus, which I assume has um, uh, captured and enriched all of your lives listening to this over the last six days because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it certainly has ours. Um, tw- TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool, one of the highest grossing uh, R&B albums of all time, has turned 25 this weekend. We'll be discussing that. And plus news about um, your favorite um, Black comedian, um, Hello My Loves, uh, suing Netflix. Um, Your favorite old school comedian who owns a lot of stuff now, suing Comcast for the last four years and going to the Supreme Court behind it. And how Netflix is being petty behind all of this Disney plus rigmarole. And they are joining up with uh, our friend Doc Claw's favorite studio to um, try and stop all of this nonsense. Uh, So first, really quickly, I guess in the area of corrections and omissions, um, when we discussed Riverdale last week, we're talking about how they added a sister for Veronica named Hermosa. Hermosa means beautiful and beautiful woman, like beautiful in the feminine sense in Spanish. It does not mean sister. That's hermana. I apologize to everybody who speaks or understands Spanish properly. I took it for two and a half years and clearly it did not stick. Ideas meal. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> uh, and going back a couple of episodes, we were discussing um, <clears throat> Mandinga and how Susan George, who plays the, um, the white woman in Mandingo, who sleeps with Ken Norton for 10 minutes of screen time. And I think I, I had said that she didn't work after that. She did work after that, but in very limited capacity, just to be accurate. It did ruin her career as a leading lady. Yes, it did. But she still got some work. It's just nothing ever was really technically starring Susan George ever again after she played uh, Come on, Mead. Ain't you ever craved a white woman before? That was kind of it for her. <laughs> 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 I'm so mad oh that my boy. god! <laughs> <laughs> what I'm mad about is how they cut to her face as as um as everything was quote unquote getting started, so to speak. Mm. And so you so you know, and she oh, mm. <laughs> just this <laughs> uh, movie is a, her, is a complete mess. And <clears throat> yeah, it is. Quick trivia: It was directed by Richard Fleischer, um, also the director of Walt Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and the son of Walt Disney's greatest rival of the 1930s, Max Fleischer. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so we will get started uh, a little bit unorthodoxly today. We'll actually get started with the TLC 25th anniversary discussion now. Smooth on the TLC tip. Are we going to go song by song? Yeah, we, are we going to talk can. about our favorites or how are we going to do this? Okay. We'll go some my song. It's, there's not that many. A whole lot of interludes. We can skip one of them. Oh, yeah. I hate that song with a passion. I'll try not to like sing it when we mention each song, but you I really can, did love. I really did no, love do, this album. Do, do. You can sing it. I just can't play it. That's the difference. Just, yeah. Oh, that's, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll be Deborah then. I'll be Deborah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Somebody say I'll be Deborah. Deborah. Somebody's got to be Deborah. <laughs> I know, right? Go, go for I'll it. be Crystal. <laughs> oh, is that the one that got kicked out yes. after like two days? Yes. Well, well, more than two, but we'll get to that. All right, now. She was like, they're like, you could be in the high school talent show, but when we get this record deal, girl, wow. we yep. don't know you. Life's cruel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right? So, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool turned 25 on November the 15th. It was released 
November the 15th, 1994. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. It's nice to be old. I got the tape, I got the tape in my hand. I got the cassette in my hand. This is cassette? Awesome. Yes. I have the maxi single of TLC Creep in my hand. Oh, wow. Purple color. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Exactly. Wow. I had, this was like, it's Crazy Sexy Cool was actually my very first CD. Like, I had just got my little mini boombox. Mm. And my cousin bought me this. I remember I was, you said it was 95? 94, late 94. 94. 94. So, like, okay. Christmas time, 94. Oh, yeah, I was 12. I remember that. I was 12. Yeah. Right. And I was so excited because I was like, ooh, my first CD, I play it out. <laughs> yeah, for me, so I grew up in a, as you guys know, I grew up in a strict household. So Really? I, <laughs> How did you get your hand on this? Because how know, did you red, get your hand on the special? devil's music? I didn't right. buy it in 94, 95. I actually bought it in 99. I bought fan mail first. Ah. The first album I ever bought was Buster Rhymes's um <laughs> Extinction Level Event. Oh, oh in you, early that's 99. That's I, actually a decent hip hop album. Yeah, I bought it in Kansas yeah. City, Missouri when I was on a school trip for um for math team. Oh, so you don't wait till you got out of state to go and get the, <laughs> exactly. That, you that you go get the, 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 the Latria, Latria, you see me. Look, make, make sure that nobody recognize you. you yeah, like, nobody okay, recognize you. you. Go get right. the race records. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kay, Kay, take it back to the store if you bought it a thousand uh, miles you know, away. You're exactly. like, sir, put this in a brown paper bag, please. <laughs> Unmarked. Thank you very much. But yeah. Slide it in my backpack. Yeah, so Appreciate I bought that. TLC was the third album I ever bought, Fan Mail. And then eventually that same year, I went ahead and got two crazies. I bought them in backwards. I bought Fan Mail first, uh, then Crazy Sexy Cool, and then TLC Tip. Mm. Yeah, this is the only TLC album that I own. Uh, to be honest. Yeah, I own those three. I also, I, I eventually bought 3D. I think no, I bought 3D. No, I'm sorry. I got the first one. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I did get that. I did get that one later on. Right. That's a good album. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got it. I've listened to it all the time. It's my favorite TLC album. I, th- I still think what? it's the best TLC album. What, I, I agree. Is cool? Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. Most Listen, complete. I'm, I'm so ready to get into these songs. Like, yep. oh my gosh. Um, yes. We'll get into it. And Ken, <clears throat> how did you come across? What was your experience with Crazy Sexy Cool? Like, I. It, it's strange enough, during this time, I really wasn't buying music mm-hmm. when this album came out. Back away from the mic uh, a little bit. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I wasn't really buying music. So, I, my experience, I just remember when the Creep video came out. Yes. And, um, you know, how mm-hmm. that, like, it didn't seem like it was going to be as big a hit as it was, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one. And that, that dance <laughs> <laughs> that everybody did. You know, and it, I mean, even though it looked, it reminded me of like it could have shared the same set with um, uh, Whitney Houston's "I'm Every Woman." Yep. You know, but um, actually, <laughs> oh TLC was in that video. Yes. Yeah, they sure. <laughs> so were. they did film at the same. Might time. have been shot next door, <laughs> same day. No, Listen, right. I mean, okay. No, they were shot two years apart, and, and Ken actually knows why. Huh? You you know why? We both know why, but you actually posted about it on Twitter the other day. Oh, you mean the the original uh, creep video? Yeah, which is which looks like something like um, an outtake from House Party Mike. Three. Yes, it looks it, it an outtake <laughs> from House Party Three because I was about to say it looks like something like uh, uh, like 
your a squad of uh, a, a sorority might come up with it, and HBCU as part of their step show routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to record a video to show in front of the step show? It sure, step- it sure does. <laughs> Yep. As I'm sorry. In, that's probably a very deep reference for some people. Like, I, be, I got I it. Really, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, like I think they actually shot three videos. The first one they discarded entirely. The second one we only see it because somebody leaked it years later. That's the one Kansas describing. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, oh. And I think they decided it was too it was too hip hop, and they were trying to take them more into like R and B land with the second album. And so they reshot it with uh, photographer Matthew Rolston, who directed the one that we all eventually saw on MTV or BET or wherever, or mm-hmm. sneaking sneaking around the corner while um, your parents were mm-hmm. not home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so really quick background on TLC. For those who don't know, TLC stand, uh, was founded in 91 in this wonderful city of Atlanta, Georgia, that three of the four of us are currently in. Uh, started with uh, Tion Watkins, the T, Lisa Lopez, uh, the L, and Crystal Jones, the C. Mm. Uh, Jermaine Dupree was supposed to sign them to So So Deaf. Didn't work out for them. They eventually met uh, Pebbles, uh, Perry Reed, whose husband, L.A. Reed, ran LaFace Records. Mm -hmm. And so she signed them Tion, Lisa and Crystal to a production deal where it basically means that you know they worked for her and she had them audition for LA Reed LA Reed loved T-Bot, loved Tion loved Lisa hated Crystal Mm-mm. and so um <laughs> they so unceremonious like even the, <laughs> like you it, like I don't know whether it was just time that told them, like, you know, they didn't need Crystal or what, but T-Boss was so, like, uninterested or, like, so, like, yeah, we let that bitch go. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, you know, it's, 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 it's money. It's money and fame, and it's, like, an opportunity. And, you know, they decided she wasn't going to fit in that situation. I mean, it happens every day. The problem, you know, of course. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. The problem is that Crystal started the group. It was called Second Nature before it um, it came over to... um... Oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. So she started a group and and she got kicked to the curb. (laughs) She got kicked to the curb when they they were about to get signed. That's ice cold. But that's that's the music business, though. Mm -hmm. I have this cartoonish vision of what happened. It's like they told Crystal to get out and she's sitting on the curb and she's like, wait a minute. I came up with the name for the group. I want my name back. And then like... (laughs) A big cartoon version of the name it gets thrown at her. Wow! You don't use that shit no way, ho. <laughs> yeah. So the final paperwork for TLC's deal with Pebbles was signed in February '91 of just T-Boz and Lisa by themselves, and so they decided they would use nicknames and find them themselves a new C. That's how Tiana became T-Boz and Lisa became Left Eye. And they eventually found Rosanda Thomas, who was a backup dancer for the LFA's group, Damian Dane. And they they gave her the nickname Chili. So they, they keep the whole TLC thing. And so they started working their first album in 91. It was released in February of 92, called Ooh on the TLC Tip, with production by Dallas Austin, L.A. Reid, and Babyface. Uh, for those who have seen the TLC movie, which is about, you know, it's 25% fiction, but it's it's... The twenty five percent fiction is for people, people and characters they could not actually legally put into the movie because they didn't have life rights, more or less. Hmm. Uh, 
you know that Chili and Dallas Austin started like an affair, basically. Like a little, like a little, and Chili got pregnant and had to have an abortion or decided to have mm. an abortion. She didn't have to. And she ended up staying with Dallas, I think, through the end of the decade because she felt guilty about the abortion and wanted to actually have a kid. And they eventually had a kid, Tron, who is like, what, 24 or 25 by now? Because I, I saw a video, a is video. Is that old? Yeah, I saw a video of them on... Um, I thought it was like at least about 20, but I didn't think 24, 25. Yeah, I saw a video of him and his mom on Twitter like about a couple months ago doing something. When they were dancing? Came, yes. Yeah, they, that was so cute. <laughs> oh, you, you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That court at the end of that video was mm. cute. I'm like, Chili's still he's, moving. Oh, he's 22, yeah. Brandon. He's 22. Okay, he's 22. Yeah, Chili, Chili's and still they're, moving. And they're both She's, 48. She can still get down. Yeah. I mean, that, Chili, yeah, Chili yeah, I can't Dallas do none of that. 48. But the interesting to me about that video was you could tell, like, you know, because Chili's old school Atlanta dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they were doing newer dances. But you could see, like, the, the, the growth or where it came from, how this dance evolved, you know, the connective tissue right. of what dance people are doing then and what they're doing now. So that was what was really neat. Right. Yeah, and then, of course, there was a the whole thing where Pebbles accused um, Chili of, of having an affair with L.A. Reed and fired her from the group. Don't nobody want that thing. <laughs> tried, <laughs> tried to replace her. It didn't work. So they brought her uh... back into the fold. This all happened while they were recording their first album. Which became Traumatics. a big hit, you know. Like yeah. they came out with uh, the first single, "Ain't Too Proud to Beg," and I believe Pebbles it was, was late ninety one. Trying to um, distract them while she was stealing their money. Well, I mean, pretty much, yeah. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the <laughs> business. That's, that's all she was. It's, doing. She uh, was like, oh, let me accuse her of cheating with my husband. Yeah, while I take it's it. tactical misdirection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, tactical misdirection. Um, saw that was. Yeah, TLC tip also included the hit singles with "About Your Friends," "Hat to the Back," mm-hmm. and the number Hat one hit. Baby, baby, baby. I love that video. Yeah. That baby, baby, baby. It's uh, like different world, like yeah. compressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They hit really big. You know, they had the original, like, the original, like, look was like this, what they call New Jill Swing as an alternative to New Jack Swing, you know, with, like, the cross I've colors. I've never heard that term. Yeah. Ne- that's, that somebody made that up. I, I've never heard that before. I, I, I have this big book of the vibe history of hip-hop, and I forgot which journalist wow. wrote that chapter, but that's what, that's what they described it as. That, and apparently that's what they were marketing, what they used in their marketing materials. Oh, the wow. I never... Heard that. Yeah, like the loud colors, the the big clothes, the condoms, the condoms all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Including one on Lisa's left um lens left of her eye. glass. Yeah. Yep. Left mm-hmm. Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a big hit. And then they went on tour with MC Hammer and came home and realized they didn't have no goddamn money. Because no. they were signed to a terrible production deal with, with Pebatone Incorporated. Because you know, it was like a like like a almost like a pyramid scheme. TLC was signed. Everybody needed Jason Weaver's mama. <laughs> they did. Clearly. They needed her. They so, needed Miss Kitty to come in and look over their mm-hmm. contract. <laughs> Damn, you know, new addition, everybody. She should have been like the um the um dang it. What's uh what's Walker Flocka's mama's name? That's who she Walk, yeah, they did. Yeah. She was like Deb Anthony before Deb. <laughs> come on, Deb Anthony. <laughs> That's it. That's who you need. Make sure your shit yeah. is straight. You need somebody watching those that those uh 
that income. Yes, you uh-huh. do. It always happens. It always happens. It's like every yep. there's anytime you watch a biopic of a an artist, there's always the the money. The money comes up. Because nobody ever stealing. grew up with any, so they didn't know. Right. And That's they just true. take advantage of people, which is really, really horrible. Yep. The thing with was that they were is like I was saying it was like a pyramid scheme. TLC was signed to Pepitone Incorporated. Pepitone mm-hmm. Incorporated leased them to LaFace Records. LaFace wow. Records was partially owned by and had a distribution deal with Arista Records. Arista mm. actually sold the records. The wow. CDs. So TLC was uh, so musical the chattel. The money they were chattel. Down, they got yeah. like 50 cents. Right. Like, a nickel. Uh, they got a nickel. They, they had a 7% <laughs> yeah. production, um, 7% royalty deal, which means that every time an album got sold, wow. um, they got 56 cents because they got, they got 7% of every dollar they made and the album wholesales for $8. Wow. That is I, robbery. That, oh, see, wow. That is robbery. And the funny wow. thing is, that is a terrible deal, but I have, I have heard worse. The Supremes had a 3% deal back in the 1960s. Damn. <laughs> well, well, Barry Gordy ain't shit. So. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was. How do you, like? How do you make money though? You like, don't on a deal like you don't. that. You don't. Like T. Boz and Chili talk about T. Boz, especially in her how autobiography. How have they been paying their bills all these? They years? weren't. They had the lights were going off. They, the trio they were staying in apartments, like 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 some of us are, like um like an apartment probably smaller than mine, and they couldn't pay their light bill half the time. Uh, oh my god! It was a whole lot of stuff going on. So what happened in ninety two, ninety three after they got, got off tour? They renegotiated their deal with Pebbles because she also had a management deal with them on top of her production deal. She, she, they tried. They thought they were getting free of everything because they were firing her as their manager. They did not realize that she still had the production deal in place, so Man. she wasn't getting their fifteen percent anymore. But she was still getting part of that seven. That you know that um that the money in addition to that seven percent right. that they were supposed to be getting. And I think this is the point where they tried to make it up to them by buying them all Rav Force. Which they paid for, and not realizing it, because when you get a gift from the record label, it comes out of your royalty statement. Mm. Oh <laughs> God! Wow. Man, record company people are so shady. Wow. So shady. <laughs> right. I don't remember if it was Rav Force. Oh it was some sort of Jeeps. I don't. I think it, it might was, have been yeah. Jeeps because Rav Force, I think, didn't come out until like '95 or so. It was. It was probably Jeeps. Yeah. 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 I think they just wow. used Rav Force for the movie because they you know that's what they could get to the production. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they went ahead and and I think they also got like a, an advanced bonus at this time too, like an additional like a hundred thousand dollar advance each. And because I remember T Boss pay it back. Yeah, I remember T Boss took that and paid her rent for a year. Mm. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because she didn't know the next check was coming. Okay, yeah. listen. <laughs> the funny thing is. Because T-Bob, T-Bob's the only one who didn't have a ball on the side. <laughs> well, oh, she, 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 had back. she had Dalvin. Well, Dalvin. Good point. Good point. <laughs> mm. wow. As soon as I said it, I realized what I said. <laughs> uh, the, the part of Jody's thing that no one's really a fan of. <laughs> oh, he was always my favorite one because he was the cutest. Everybody got quiet. <laughs> Well, and then okay. But, well, I mean, everybody's got their something, but yeah, you know. And then she ended up getting with uh Mac. T- was it? Is it Mac? 10? It was Mac Ten. That's right, Mac Ten. That comes yeah. That, mm-hmm. that comes later, like like while during fan mail or right after fan mail, they got married and had a daughter, and then right. got divorced. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was a little, little cray cray. She, she said in the book that he was abusive. He says he never yeah. hit a woman. I tend Bless. to believe her. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he's, sorry, his name's Mac your, 10. If you call yourself violent. Mac 10, you're Mac not 10. out here drinking, you know, jasmine tea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you shooting guns and you smacking okay. women in the face. Right. Exactly. Twice on Sunday. Right. Um, speaking of Mr. Dalvin and smacking women in the face, I remember in the book that T-Boss said um, he caught, he found out she was cheating on him, that he was cheating on her. While he was in North Carolina and she was in Atlanta and she caught the red eye. <laughs> the first thing Lord. smoking to North Carolina showed up, beat that girl's behind and flew right back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah they, were, they were a little bit ratchet, TLC. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, all know, we know all Lisa's trouble because it involves the court and yeah, Andre Rising. That's the only person, and, uh, that's the only person on stuff I ever heard about yeah. with yeah. us. Yeah, she was, she was seriously crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, and then she went to court and he's sitting right there. I was like, what is wrong with this nigga? You are, yeah. sir, you are homeless. Your home is ashes. Right. Yeah. And he is sitting right there behind her in court. And I was like, you know what? You deserve each other. Right. So Andre Rising. Football player. He was on the Falcons, right? He just didn't just live yes. here. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah he was, yeah, on, the he Falcons. was on the Falcons. Sometimes yeah. people just get houses here and they don't, they don't actually play for the team. All right. Andre Falcon, Atlanta Falcons. Lisa and him have a relationship. Uh, it's abusive. Um, yep. He's beating her and she's trying to hit him back. Uh, there was one point where he, um, she got mad at him and took all the teddy bears that, she, that he had bought for her, put them into a bathtub and set them on fire. Wait a minute, that, that's not the story I heard. That's the first time. Oh. <laughs> the f- wow. There's, There's most, more than one story that involves Lisa times. Lopez and fire and that and house. fire, yes. <laughs> she is a pyromaniac. Um, yes. In between all this, TLC did put out a song on the Poetic Justice soundtrack, um, their cover of The Times' um, Get It Up, which was their first time covering the Prince song. And it's much oh, preferred yeah. to their the song we'll be talk, talking about in a couple of minutes. Uh, but let me get the exact date. I know it was in June of '94, uh, right before they start, or right before, probably right during they started working on their second album. Uh, on what day was it? What day was it? What day was it? Golly, hold on. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the exact date that the house burned down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Where is it? I know it's in here. Golly, they don't have it. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Uh, I'm just I'll Google it and see if I can get the date. But basically, Lisa Lopez comes home drunk. Oh, I got it. Wait. Uh June 8th, 1994. Okay, June 8th. Mm. Yeah, I knew it was in June. Thank you. Thank you, Latria. Uh so Lisa comes home drunk on June the I think it was actually the 7th, because the 8th, I think, was the actual day. She quit the early morning of the 8th. He, she comes home. She's drunk. Andre has bought a couple, uh, quite a few pairs of new uh, tennis shoes. There is no size 4 for Lisa. So she flips out, and she grabs... Wait, 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 wait. So she burnt, she burnt the house down because she didn't get any shoes. And it, these were her exact words. I have been drinking, and there is no size 4. And so just, I don't know, man. I put the sneakers into the tub and I lit them. I lit them what? on fire. The entire fuck. But the fire grew fast, <laughs> quick. 
This was not the same marble tub that the teddy bears burnt up in. And then the, the narrator came on the, behind the music. No, this new tub was made of plexiglass, which immediately caught fire and burned the frame of the house. Damn. And then that's the part where um, I love see, the behind the music. It's such a terrible story. Like we think about the property damage, but that shit was funny. The behind the music. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was like, I was in bed. I just heard hello. And it was T-Boss on the other end. Girl, turn on Channel 5. Oh, my God. Turn on Channel 5. So T- Chili turns on Fox 5. And she sees Audrey Rice's house in flames. And she's like, oh, my God. I mean, that was funny in real life, seeing it on the news. I was yeah. like, what the heck? I think I saw it on, like, uh, via, like, Kurt. Oh, what happened? Hello? Hello? Did- did the aliens get him in New Mexico? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Timothy, we can't hear I'm you. I'm still here. Okay, there you go. I'm still here. Yeah. Th- my, th- my, micro- my, my mic changed channels. I thought yeah. Area 51 got you out there. <laughs> no, that's that's actually in um that's actually in uh, Nevada. <laughs> oh. We have we have we have different places here. No, oh. seriously. You have Roswell, New Mexico. We got Roswell, we got oh, the, yeah. uh, we got Sandia National Labs, and we got Los Alamos, where the aliens are. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh-uh. But yeah, and so the fire, um, the whole Andre Rice and Lisa Lopez um, thing. She got charged with arson, sentenced to five um, to five years five years of probation. And she had to go through a halfway house, a, like um, she had to stay in a halfway house for I think six months to a year. And so the whole time they were recording "Crazy Sexy Cool," Lisa hey, could only what happened. I was gonna ask, how old was she at this time? Twenty mm-hmm. like four or so. Yeah, tw- twenty three. Twenty three. How was he? Mm. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on a Google and see when his birthday was. Okay, mm. he was born in six. Oh damn, he was born 1967. So he was um he was nearly 30. He was almost 30. Okay. Yeah, still playing football. Mm. Yeah, I mean he was like what 20? He been 27 at that time. 27 about. Okay. She was 20. That's not too much of a big difference. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference because you know one person. I was just high trying to figure out the the maturity level <laughs> right. with the with the ages. Okay. Right, and like and so she's being led out the halfway house to record the album, which is part of why she's barely on it. Because mm. you know you listen to TLC tip, you know she's all over. She's doing even if she's not on the song, she's doing ad libs or she has a writing credit on it. Mm-hmm. You know, but with uh, Crazy Sexy Cool, it becomes the T-Boz album. As we've discussed before on this podcast, a lot of the songs on Crazy Sexy Cool um, mm-hmm. feature just two or perhaps one member of TLC. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> in order to have backgrounds on these songs and ad-libs, um, they have hired the services of um, acclaimed um, singer, vocalist, and bassist Deborah Killings to record the additional tracks. So basically, you have what really should be called TLCD mm. on this album. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the album track by track. The oh, yeah. opening song is the is an interlude, an introlude, I believe it's called, by Fife from A Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, which has not aged well. <laughs> 
I mean, when you have the na- the name Introlude, I'm not expecting much. Right. It's it's like the skill of the rapping, of course, is great because it's Fife. But I mean, just like yeah. um the way that he's addressing the girls and everything, just like and I uh. believe he calls Left Eye a hood, uh, which is accurate. Well, and they, they, I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, she's a pyro, she's a firebug. So it's, it's on brand. It's on brand. It's on brand. It really is. Um, I don't so. remember the Introlude. Like I can't. But we can't play it. So My man, Howie John, he's in effect mode. Effect mode. Used to be, have a crush on Don from In Vogue. It's not okay, like many you know people want to get with me. I probably skipped it because I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't recall any of that. <laughs> right. Track two is Creep, which we've already been discussing. Uh, written mm-hmm. by Dallas oh, Austin. Produced by Dallas Austin. Contains a sample from Hey Cool World by Slick No, Hey Young World hey by Young Slick Hey Young World Rick. by Slick Rick. Young yeah. World by Slick Rick, yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, I didn't know I had a sample. Yep, I pretty, yeah. I'm fairly certain that it's just T. Boz and and Deborah Killings. Let me double check that. <laughs> First of all, y'all not gonna disrespect my girl Rosanda, okay? I mean, she she can sing, she and can, I will take that to my grave. She can sing what she wants to, but you know, she, she was the best one out of the group. T. Boz was horrid. But I like the way that T-Boss was saying. Oh, my God, no. T-Boss sounds real cigarette-y. I was so mad that she was, like, the main thing. I'm like, why is she making her the main thing? Yeah. I actually appreciate her more now, though. It's more about the style than it is the ability with T-Boss, really. Yeah, it is. It's the vibe. It's stylistic. Yeah. Like, Jermaine Dupree said he decided she should be the lead singer because her voice was the most unique. It would stand out. I mean, right. it was, but I just, I liked Chili more. She was my favorite. Okay, so, so like, my favorite song on the album is Next. And are you telling me that's not Chili? No, no, no. I mean, okay, for the most part, it is all of them on here. You know, every now and then there's a syllable or a line where it's not them. So is there, there's never, like, a solo part that wasn't them? No, what I'm not on this one. Okay. On TLC okay. Tip, um... Uh, that's different. <laughs> okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so next track is Kick Your Game. Yes. Produced by Jermaine oh, Dupree. the best song on the effing album. This song next, was actually... Next to the last one. Yeah, it was, oh. this, one was, this song was actually a radio-only single. I don't know if they played it all across the country, but I remember when I was in... South well, here grade. in Atlanta, I heard it all the time. Yeah, they played it in Augusta, <laughs> too. Yes. I just want to know if you... <laughs> Oh, I got the best. <laughs> so good. I love it. This is one of one, two, three, three. <laughs> it's like the Apple, the Tissy Roll commercial songs on the album that actually has all three members of TLC on it. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been watching you, watching me, and, and I, I know, know you want it. it. So it depends on how you kick <laughs> Oh, and I love the whole part with uh, Lisa, like, rapping. Lisa like, Lopez. Against, against us. It's been, it's a, been month. a month. I, I called, called you twice. You called, you called me once. Me once. Baby, come <laughs> with me and be mine. And we can make love on the 50-yard line. You for me. And me okay, for you. I'm going to stop. <laughs> right. Uh, track I four. I love this whole song. It's Digging on You by Babyface. Yeah. Love it. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, it, I can definitely hear the face on that. Yes. Yes. Written and produced he, by Babyface. definitely has a style. Yeah. They, they, Kenneth. Yeah. I love that song. It's so yeah, smooth. He, yep. 
Uh, what was I going to say? The video version uses a remix, like a quote-unquote live remix that was done to promote the Crazy Sexy Cool tour in 95. Mm-hmm. And so basically they just added like live horns and things to the pre-existing um, vocal tracks. Um, did Why, that though? version play on the radio? I recall them playing I the don't album rem- version. Yeah, I remember the album version. Yeah. 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 Uh, track five starts the pap on this album, unfortunately. The, pap. the uh-huh. not that good stuff, the filler. The pap. I, like, I kind of like Case of the Fake. Well, uh, you see, see, I mean, I was, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's skippable. It's it was, skippable. It's it a skippable track. It was like track. a 50-50 split. Like sometimes I would listen and sometimes I didn't. The funny thing is, I'm reading right I here on Wikipedia. The, the vinyl version of the album it omits this song. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is so. That is so probably literally for time, goodbye, goodbye to all the fake time. songs in my life. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it takes a really long time for that song to get started. The first it does. verse it and that really intro does. are just kind of just sitting there. Yeah. When you get to the chorus, it's fine. But we like the whole first verse in the, in the intro, which is sort of kind of repetitive without any flourish to it. You know, doesn't, yeah. really, doesn't really work. Uh, track six is the Crazy Sexy Cool interlude by T-Boz and Puffy. Nope, skip. I like this. Wouldn't you like a girl... Who can kick it and make you laugh? No, no. <laughs> you know, no. like uh, Puffy in the background going TLC, crazy, sexy. No, cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, and especially no. once you got CDs, you can just hit the number. And <laughs> yeah, you can just skip it. it. Yeah, I mean, I was, he's just—he's never been—he's never—he's never been entertaining. He's annoying. Listen, I went he's a three, four, seven, <laughs> eight. Yes. Ten, no, not eight. Ten. Oh, no, oh, no, no, we'll get to, oh, no, oh, eight. We'll get to eight. Oh, okay. No, I no. Maybe oh, maybe the first thirty million times, but after that, I couldn't. <laughs> gotcha. All I, right. I literally cannot listen to that song right. ever again in life. Uh, track seven is Red Light Special, written produced by Babyface. It's the mm. sexy song. We had a yes. sexy video to Love, it. Love. It's not the sexiest song though. There's another one that I. I think it's sexier than this. But mm. this one was more commercialized. Right. Yeah. Love the video. Yeah. Really good. Really great video. Mm-hmm. Left eye throw on that table. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, on brand. Yeah. She had to she had to be herself. She had to be crazy. The original um table shaker. Yes. Shaker right. the table. <laughs> <laughs> Track eight is the biggest hit from this album and probably one of the most oh, played, overplayed. <gasps> Appreciated yes. for its actual musical ability songs in R&B history, mm, Waterfalls, yes. which Waterfalls. was written and produced by Organized Noise, Rico Wade. God, God, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Rico Wade, Sleepy Brown, and who's the third guy? Mm-hmm. Patrick something. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one who actually produced it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> somebody, somebody is screaming at their um, their um, phone right now. Probably Ray Murray. What about the William Patrick? Is his name actually Patrick Murray? I remember it being a Patrick. No, it was Ray Murray. It's Ray Murray. Sorry, it's Ray Murray. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what happened. That was a brain fart. <laughs> I thought I knew it. At me and you, you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm old. Uh, yes. But yeah, Organized Noise, of course, is better known as the producers for Outcast and Goody Mob yep. and the leaders of the Dungeon mm-hmm. Family. 
mm-hmm. of Southwest mm-hmm. Atlanta. Sunshine Family. Right. Uh, what set them apart from most hip-hop producers is that they actually had a background in all sorts of music from, like, hip-hop and jazz and R&B. And mm. they showed this on this TLC, on this song and the last song on the album. Uh, I mean... Oh, loved the last song. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, Waterfalls literally made them rich enough to where they don't have to work a day in their life, but they kept working anyway because they love music. Um... Of course, Waterfalls, as we all know, is, it's like it's a message song with two different messages. The first one about, you know, it's about yes. the theme of the you know, is literally stated in the hook, which is don't go chasing waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Please stick yes. to the rivers and the lakes that you're The rivers to. and the lakes. <laughs> yes. Please stick it's to the really, rivers and lakes. It's a lakes really good song, to. and it was an amazing that video. That oh video is amazing. One of yeah. the best videos of all time. That might have been, that might have been like one of the first music videos I remember maybe crying. Over right. like when I saw it. Yep the the first verse is about a um, teenager who's who is running out in street life, even though his mother want, um, loves him and doesn't want him to do that. Uh, Shaheen wasn't that, from wasn't that the wife from Rock? Was that her? Was yeah, that Ella Joyce? It was, yeah, yeah it, was, yeah. it was Ella Joyce and uh, Shaheen from uh, Wu. He well, he's Wu affiliated. He's not in the Wu Tang Clan, right? Mm-hmm. And Bookie yeah. Woodbine playing the the um the gangster who shoots him and kills him. Yep. Good old okay, okay. Has, he just that been has he just been talking? Yes, Latria. <laughs> yes. Okay, but I mean, like he—he's so convincing and he does it so well. Like, yeah, I he just... was in uh, Strapped. Yep. Recently, like Recently everything I've seen him in, he's just been like gangster affiliate, <laughs> some kind of way. He but plays it really well. That's he what does. He can do. It, I mean, it's like it's almost as if he don't really have to act. I was gonna say Spider-Man Homecoming, but he played he literally still plays a gangster, just one with high tech. <laughs> Spider-Man <Yeah>. Homecoming. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that first the second half is of a couple, um, a man who is sleeping with woman after woman and he ends up catching HIV and dying of AIDS related complications. Oh, Ty- see, this is Tyler saw that and was like, aha. <laughs> He's like, let me put that down in my notebook. Right. And the <laughs> video, which cost a million dollars to produce, you know, which was oh, not Jesus. common at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it uses like a whole lot of different sets That's and setups. a lot of money. Including the one of them on the water and then the one of them on the water. as yeah, waterfalls. Oh, yeah, the, the, the bad graphics, yeah. I mean, bad at the time, that, Tim, it was cutting edge. <laughs> Yes, at the time it was cutting edge. At but, this, right, but, watching it now, it's like. Ooh, but now yeah. it's like, wow, it's the PlayStation graphics. Yeah. Right, PlayStation One graphics. Yeah, you can do better than that using like exactly. Blender nowadays for free. Yep. <laughs> but at the time, it was like, oh look, they're actually water. <laughs> they're water, <laughs> right? It's water, Negroes, you guys. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is another song that has. T-Boss, Chili, and Left Eye on, actually on it. And Left Eye gives probably one of the best raps of her career. The best yeah. part of the song, actually. Yeah. About how she saw the rainbow yesterday. She literally said that she was on the way to the studio from the halfway house and saw a rainbow and that inspired her to write the verse the way she did. Hey. Do they have a lot of writing credits on their songs? They have more than the average R&B group because, you know, usually the thing was, hey, we got all these songs written for you. Just get just get to it. Uh, right. But they actually have credits. Most of their credits on this album are for the interludes, to be honest. Mm. Um, on the actual songs, 
Uh, I think only Left Eye has credits. I mean, usually don't they do producer send them her raps, huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah, only that, Left Eye yeah. has credits on the three songs yeah. that she that she has raps on. Because oh. producers make a, like a reference track for yep. them to listen to, and they make a version of that reference, reference right. track. Right, yeah. right. The reference right. track usually is probably some, usually sung by Deborah, unless it's somebody else who the producer has. And then they just kind of like mix you know what? her back I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear the, the, that version. Me too. I want to hear the demo reel. Fun, funny trivia, Lisa... In 98, leaked a version of Silly Ho to um, radio that was Deborah's voice. Huh. She, I don't know if she re- didn't realize that T-Boss hadn't replaced the tracks yet, but huh. she leaked the Deborah version to radio. Nobody knew the difference, but they eventually pulled it and sent the, and rushed out the, act, the uh, final version. Okay, because I knew I remembered Silly Ho being... Um... Like a like a um a buzz single. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. that's why like they like left. I I think she was anxious to have people listen to new TLC stuff or like like she was really proud of it or something or rather I don't know or maybe she might have been mm. trying to sabotage it because this was during the period where she didn't want to be in the group anymore when she was talking to Shut Night and all that. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Uh, Waterfalls, big hit, number one single, biggest. Not I don't think it's the biggest of the. I think. Unpretty was a bigger hit, technically speaking, but it's probably was there. It? I don't think so. I think no. Waterfalls. Let me check how many Waterfalls weeks. had. Waterfalls was on the radio, and it, that video played all the time. Man, all yeah. the time. Seven no weeks. No, no, yeah, Waterfalls was, was the biggest. I was hit, gonna yeah. say there's nothing bigger than Waterfalls no. for yeah. them. So I try to remember Unpretty was number, at number one for longer. Um, but yeah, Waterfalls beat it out. Mm. Uh. What's next? And then we all got annoyed with it. Right. <laughs> Damn, I'm pretty. And and now and now Publix loves waterfalls. Publix and Kroger love waterfalls. Listen, Publix, Publix Kroger loves Jodeci. When I tell you, <laughs> Kroger be playing the hell out of some Jodeci and shy. And it's like, okay, who is running the tapes back here? <laughs> Let me find out. <laughs> Let us find out. Uh, mm, track nine is the intermission. It's the whole crazy. Sexy, sexy. Go, go. Nope. <laughs> Latria is only like 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't. That's. It's got to yeah. be like, it's got to be like Usher is probably Usher and like maybe Trey songs are like the only people that can get me to listen to some interludes because they're actually good. Right. <laughs> this, I don't know. I don't want to hear. Right. Um, Next track is Let's Do It Again by Babyface and John John, who's Wikipedia, who went to his Wikipedia article and made sure he put his picture up in all his credits. Uh, now, now, Brandon, oh. now, earlier you said that you felt like Red Light Special was the sexiest song. Mm-hmm. I, my pick is for this one. Let's Do It Again to me was the sexiest song on this album. So you're going to come through this podcast recording and choke me. Um, tracks, you don't like it? Tracks 10 through 13, <gasps> sometimes 14, I skip when I listen what? to the <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't care. Brandon, have you not listened to Let's Do It Again? Are you? I I, this, I literally heard it today again for like this again and again. You did not immediately body roll. Like, no. What? <laughs> Brandon, I, I can't. I'm I, shocked. I like the, the the introduction of it. I don't like the verses. Oh my god! Is it, is I, it a remake? Is it? 
No, it's not. I can't even. No. I, I can't even deal right now. I don't even. Back, I don't even and back away from the mic again, Ken. Okay. Um, track 11 is a cover of Princess If I Was Your Girlfriend, which is weird because it's, it's skippable. The thing is, the that song was supposed to be Prince imagining if he was his girl's girlfriend. And when you have a woman sing it, the song loses all context. <laughs> and yet, it's still like one of my favorite songs on the album. You like it? Mm. Yes, Brandon, I like it. <laughs> to say it like accusatory. I'm just, I've never <laughs> no, met anybody to- who liked no, it. Usually, that's, that was totally accusatory. The, usually, yeah. usually the people I know, because like, I don't, I don't hate it, but usually people I know, like in our friend group, if I even mention TLC, if I was your girlfriend, they start yelling and foaming at the mouth. I, that's a good Well, you song. know, I'm, I'm of a, um, yeah. You're more, you, you have a more open heart when it comes to these things. <laughs> person who don't even body roll to let's do it again. I'm not, I'm not gonna get over this. Wow. I am not. You just got I thrown am, out the window. I am not going like to get Michael over this. I can't even. Kids. I can't even deal. I'm sorry, oh the tree. Are you? I am. I didn't realize she liked it that much. I'm sorry. That is like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> this is a real hurt. I like it. I really am. Sorry. I'm a shock. I am a shock. The let's the uh if I was your girlfriend cover was done by uh Puffy and Chucky Thompson. Mm. And I uh, Dallas Austin has a co-producing credit, so I'm guessing that he might have supervised some re- re-recordings or something. Mm. Uh, Probably. Yep. Uh track 12 is the sexy interlude where it's um Chili calling up Puffy in the studio and talking and trying nope. to phone phones with her phone sex voice talking about I need you to help me. Oh, God, or, no. I need you to get me some tissue. So I can wipe my ass! Yeah. <laughs> no, that was so... It was so annoying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so annoying. So annoying. <sighs> it's funny. It just takes too long for the gag to happen. It really does. <gasps> Ooh, this next song. I couldn't remember how it went. Now I know. Ooh, wait, this might be the sexiest song. So track 13 is Take Our Time. Uh, written by Arnold Hennings and Deborah Killings. That you don't by like, Brandon. Austin and Arnold Hennings. I do not like it. Oh mm. my God! I imagine that the demo. Sounded you don't better. like some of the best songs on the album, Brandon. Like, I don't. What were you listening to? <laughs> the, the hits. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon. So, are you not a deep cut person on albums? I like deep cuts, but like. I guess I'm particular. Like, for example, on fan mail, I love like um If They Knew and I love what's what's the country song? Um, Come On Down. Come on down. Yeah. And, and you know you're a closet fan of being good at being bad. Yeah, oh no, I'm not a closet fan. I'm I'm out the closet on that one, baby. <laughs> I need a rough type nigga, ten inch or bigger. Oh, no to lick it, head is thick. What? I know, get me wrong, cause I'm not a hoe, but I know what I got. You can handle though, cause only real niggas. What? You don't know. So what you gonna do? Oh what you gonna? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis to that wrote devil that music. song. Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Terry I'm really mad that that was the verse you chose to sing. <laughs> Ken, are you shocked, really? That's the, that's the hook. 
And the, you nigga, shopping? you must be crazy. Or what you gonna do with a bitch like me? <laughs> oh my god. I cannot. I, I cannot. Oh so my back to God. Chili and the song yeah. that you don't like. This, I like it on paper. I just don't like the way that Chili is singing it. Okay. I know what so she's trying just, to do. You just don't like Chili. See, this is, I love Chili, so I liked all the songs that she sang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. You don't care for Chili. And I, okay, I get it now. Uh, next track is track 14, Can I Get a Witness mm. Interlude, which is bu- Bustera. In the place mm-hmm. with Lisa nope. in the background. Crazy, crazy, sexy, sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I honestly cannot even recall. Like, I don't think I've listened. I listened to this at all. It's basically like this is redundant with the T bars one from track six. It feels like they recorded both of these to be track one and just kept mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I because it's basically. To that at all. Uh, bust the rhymes, ex- um, exalting the, pra- the praises of a crazy, sexy, cool woman, and talking about I gotta get me one of them crazy, sexy, cool women, and left out. Lord, yes, you need one. And can I get a witness? <laughs> can you get a witness? No, yeah, I didn't listen. You know to what that reminds? Like I, I think other like groups started doing those like type of um, things like that, like the way they, it sounds like an intro to the album, but each of them do their own solo version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be interludes yeah. laced throughout the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely feels like what it is. Um, and then track 15 is was, yeah. was my jam when I was a little kid. Meads um, loved it. Okay, we agree on some. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Switch. yeah. It's Switch. Um, Don't take by... no mess from nobody. nobody. Oh, four Switch. songs. I forgot four songs that all three of them are on because they are um, both on this. They are all on this one because Lisa has the rap about, you know, replace. No, no, no erase. Race. Replace. 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 Embrace. Embrace. New face. New face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Produced yeah. by Jermaine Dupree and Manuel Seal. Has a sample from Hey, Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight from Stats Records, 1971. Oh. Yeah, it's an obvious. It's an yep. obvious. Okay. Yeah, because the cause that song goes dun 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 like it, you know, it gets to the next bar, <laughs> the next, like the third bar. Because, because of course, you have the original, original of any song of, ever created. Of course, <laughs> yes, of course. So you just you don't know. Latria, who do you think I am, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Big Stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's the song. You know. Now, oh my God, I'm picturing Brandon, this big old muscly man in the gym. He's like, oh, yeah. I guess he's like bench pressing. That is an accurate description of my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's putting the weights on the bar. The insight. O- only thing is today, it was while he's while he's leg pressing, how many pounds was it today? It was, what, 600 pounds? What? Damn. I don't, what is? Yeah. What is that? I don't even. That's know. serious. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you still a lot more. I thought more. I was I'm doing something. Up. My little one seventy. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, and That's then probably like your pinky. No, it, it used to be. Um, yep. See. Mm-hmm. Had that year lay. Had that year layout from the gym when I was like changing jobs and apartments and 
So you took a up. cheat year. Took a cheat year. A cheat yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, track sixteen, the final track. Uh, yeah, something wicked Hands this way down. comes. It says a- featuring Dre of Outkast. Let you know how fucking old this album is. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Andre 3000. Yes. Yeah. This was the first time that I was like, oh, I can rap. Because this is the first rap I ever learned. And I used to tear it up. This was like, this was the only part of the song I listened to. So you was, you, you was 12 years old talking about you, I, said, you went to jail one week for some listen, show bit. <laughs> some show bit. When the only style we had was kicking. <laughs> Oh my God! You that's, could tell me that's nothing. how you could cuss in front of old folks and they have no idea what you're right? talking about. Right? Oh my God! I should have pulled it. No, I shouldn't. Because if I did that, y'all would not hear, hear that fat shit that keeps you on your tippy tippy, tippy toes tippy, like, toes like, that, like sellout. that sellout. Now call her names, but really, who's bad? I yeah. got obstacles like a whole box of condoms. You can't forget where you come from. Listen. If somebody took those took that clip and put it on Twitter right now, you might could get Andre canceled. <laughs> you know, no, these meddling kids have not heard this song. These like 16, mm-hmm. 17 year olds who populate Twitter, yeah. they'd be like, yeah. Andre 3000 don't like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, what about Andre would make you think he likes Michael Jackson as a person? Come on. <laughs> everybody black does? Not everybody black don't. <laughs> That's true. As a person, um, even I'm sort of kind of like, well, like, no. <laughs> like, you know, you might, your first couple, you know, first 20 years of the music industry, great. The rest of it, I don't know what to do with you, man. Um, but this song, Another organized noise production and written song. Very good. Very introspective. Amazing. Probably the deepest song on the album, even deeper yeah. than Waterfalls. Yeah. Um, all three members of TLC get get um, their time on this song. Um, including Left Eye, whose rapper here is actually quite good as well. This song, I remember, was used on an episode of New York Undercover. <laughs> it's the opening Man, song. Can we, we gotta talk about how they used to have the bomb. Perf- I remember the first time really? I saw Mary J. Blige, I was like, oh, was on there in that little. It was Natural list? Woman, right? It was a I, cover, right? I think it was I Natural think so. Woman. Yeah. And that little jazz cafe they used to go to at the end of was it every Natalie's? episode. I don't know. Owned by Gladys. Yes. Uh, played by Glass Night. She played Natalie. But, yeah. That's oh right. my god, that was the best. Yep, that that was the blessing and the curse for that show because now all that music is why you hardly ever see it. Like they don't stream it because somebody oh, it's music yeah. rights. Yeah, music rights. Yeah. It's like a uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Beavis and Butthead. Those original episodes with their yep. when they're riffing the uh, the videos like Mystery Science Theater. They can't have those nope. because it's music rights. Yep, that's it's why in the videos. Yep, that's why the Wonder Years is edited mm-hmm. on Netflix if it's still there. And really, it's, yeah, it's only- they took the music out. Mm-hmm. They had to. On DVD, they have most of the music because Time Life paid for it, but there were, I think, about 50 songs for the whole series they could not get. And so they put out a press release and they said, these are the songs we cleared. And they had literally every song from the entire five seasons of The Wonder Years written out (laughs) that they cleared. And these are the songs we didn't. And we replaced them with this song. They were very transparent with it. And I would like to see if they could do that with New York Undercover. Because I'm sure... You might be able to now that the music industry has, you know, thinned out a little bit, get yeah. some of these songs clear, but other ones you might not mm-hmm. be able to. If yeah. that's the case, maybe replace them if you can find good replacements. 
And, you know, I'm sure people will be upset, but the alternative is you don't see the show at all, period. That's true. Mm. Well, we'll you see. get what you get. Right. And so that's the whole album. I, we mentioned, I think, before the show, like, because um, Tim has the single for Creep. There was a Jermaine Dupree remix of Creep um, that's similar, more or less, like, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, just just with a Cecil Death twist on it. Uh, we mentioned the, the, the Jeep mix yeah, for Jeeps. We mentioned the Digging on You remix for the video. I think it's called the Live Mix or whatever it's called um, with the whole big gigantic horn intro. Um, Crazy Sexy Cool was one of the first um, like what we call urban contemporary albums, which is, you know, um, modern R&B um, post off the wall to go diamond in the United States, meaning they shipped more than 10 million copies. And they made, what, $5? <laughs> I'm actually doing the... Try- I, mean- I actually tried to do the math in my head. 56 cents times uh, 10 million <laughs> copies. Like, you to do like, like, like five, six, five, five, five... You know, it's 5.6 million... Each math, five point six million um, dollars minus the production fees for the video for mm-hmm. the album and for the videos. Them jeeps, the jeeps, <laughs> all the promotional um, dinners and everything like that, and um, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff in mm-hmm. service of promoting the album. And they got to the point where they didn't have money to keep their lights on, and so TLC filed for bankruptcy in nineteen ninety five. Crazy. Um, my dad clowned them for years after that because he well he, he couldn't a lot understand. of black people did <laughs> yeah, a lot of black because people. none of us yeah. we didn't we didn't really understand like what right what happened he, he they would come on TV he'd be like mm-hmm, but they broke sales yeah. <laughs> your daddy is not alone your daddy is not alone um, that was that was all of us it was all of us. But yeah, they were in a very bad situation because their contract was such that they could not make money and they put so much money to making that album and promoting it, making all those videos that they went Mm -hmm. genuinely broke. Now, uh, L.A. Reid and Pebbles tried to argue that they were just trying to get all the way out of their contract, which would have been, Mm -hmm. which is a perk of that whole thing, but they literally could not pay their bills. One but. Have we ever done something like before I came on the show just about the whole like LaFace, all of them? We've discussed why, it why ever since the show began. Tony Braxton was always, she had bankruptcy like three, four times and she was LaFace. Like, what What the hell were y'all doing to these people that they couldn't make no money? It's rec- the record company. It's a record business. It's like baby, baby face and L.A. Reed were shady as hell. <laughs> Yeah, we just had to. It's just research. We had to do a little bit yeah. more research. Like, yeah, having T. Boss's autobiography and L.A. Reid's autobiography helps a lot now that they both written them within the last year. But mm-hmm. I really need to check about Babyface's side of the story first before we actually do that episode. Has I want to do. Ever it. said anything? He barely talks. <laughs> but it was. It's so weird though because. Like, him and Tony had that joint album a couple years ago that's yeah. actually really good. It's like, mm-hmm. girl, are you friends with him? And he took all your money. Like, how, I would never... I'm sorry. I couldn't be friends with you. Right. <laughs> like, uh, that's the part that I need to look odd. into. Maybe if the yeah. other Abbeys have written anything or anything like that. It's kind of like how, like, Diddy will sign people and they get one album and then he, yep. just, for, he just forgets you exist. Right, because L.A. was clear <laughs> that him and Babyface, they broke up about the time of Tony Braxton's first album. Oh, they did? Yeah, the rumor is that it was because of Outkast. That's what I've always heard from people in Atlanta, that Babyface hmm. did not want to sign Outkast. L.A. Reid did. 
and that mm. that will that split. But in L.A. Reid's book, he mentions cracks in their working relationship years before that. It just fizzled out of control in about 93, right. 94. So they still, yeah. of course, were still co-owners of the label, right. but it was like, you know, how you have a marriage where one they sleep in separate bedrooms. Yeah. It was like yeah. that. Like silent partner. Oh, that's silent the one partner. that you, weren't you listening to that, like the audio book? Mm-hmm. I remember you, I yes. remember you kept like messaging like, ooh, ooh. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I remember now. <laughs> yes, because like, Ellie Reed was just, he was just telling everybody's business. <laughs> he was like, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the TOC um, lawsuit took two years to finally settle, which ended, of course, with Pebbles being dismissed entirely from their lives. Um, mm-hmm. They signed a new contract with LaFace Records in 1997, but it took them two, um, a year and a half to finally go back to get fan mail out, basically. Because they had an impasse with Dallas Austin, who wanted a gigantic advance on working for working on uh, fan mail. Mm. Which they were negotiated some way because he produced most of fan mail himself. Hmm. Wrote and produced most of it himself. Him and his um his native instruments plugins. I remember I, I think he used Cubase to produce it, because I remember in my music producer magazines, they had the they showed like his working file. For his um, one of these native instruments plugins he used to program the op- the first song, the fan mail, the one that Drake covered, the "Just Like You, I Get Lonely Too," like he did it all on his PC at the time, huh. mm. which you can sort of tell because it's very like electro and like EDM. Um, but yeah, that's crazy, sexy, cool. Anybody have anything else to add to it at all? Um, no, I just need you to really sit with let's do it again. <laughs> and just find find Make your some sens- time. Find Make your some sensual time. sign. You know, light some candles, you know what I'm saying? So would that be the uh, the, the title song for Say Something Sensual? You know it should. It should. <laughs> it, should. <laughs> it should. We need to get clearance. Oh, you know, we, mm. Look, or if, or if we just need to like somebody sing get the lawyers so on the phone, play it, you know. I was well, gonna I'll, say we could call LA, look, but I remember he sold he sold LaFace to Aris. The Aris that sold it to like RCA Records. It's been like, and then RCA was sold sold it to like um, Sony. It's like changed hands so many times. Well, listen, I'll I'll sing it and record it. So <laughs> I mean, I can't sound like Deborah, but you know, I can hold a little. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> I, I do that. <laughs> we can do that. All right, let's go ahead on to reviews. All right. Wait, okay. So, first up, um, Latria, Ashley, you go ahead and start with anything you've watched that is not on Disney Plus. I need, I'll be right back. Oh, well, that's my whole list. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, co sign on that. That's that's I mean that everything me. else I watch is like I've been watching all the Christmas movies. Uh and then just like my regular TV shows. Although, so I watch Carol's second act on CBS because CBS has like gotten me back into their good graces. Mm. Um, but I just read something today that apparently two right two women writers on that show quit. Because Patricia Heaton's husband is one of the executive producers. And one of them accused him of, like, inappropriate behavior. Oh. But she said that she uh, kind of faced backlash after it. She was like, she didn't want him fired. She just wanted him to, like, watch a video about, like, hey, 
don't do this <laughs> to people. But she was like, soon after, they got memos that like, um, none of the writers will be allowed on the set for their show recordings, except for like the person who actually wrote the episode. Um, and she was, she just kind of felt like she was being punished along with all of the other writers. And like, nobody else knew, you know, why this sudden change happened. Mm-hmm. And so apparently she told um, one of the other, like a co-EP, I don't, I forgot the hierarchy, but she's like a, one of the more head writers. And she told her, and that's the lady who encouraged her to go to HR. So then that lady went with her and was like, you know, just trying to follow up with the showrunners. And the showrunners are actually two women. And then she apparently got into a screaming match with them. Um, And then I forgot what she said. I don't know if she got retaliated against as well, but she ended up quitting too. So I was like, well, dang, can I enjoy this show if Patricia Heaton's husband is a creep? Like, that's crazy. So that's something. But, yeah, all of my stuff is just regular. Like, I've been watching, you know, Superstore. Um, the Good Place, which is not as not as good as before. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing else to talk about except for all the Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can go if you've watched anything. Other than Disney Plus, no, Ken. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ken. Okay, I, I'll go. Okay. Um, other than Disney Plus, um, been watching uh, Watchmen on HBO. Oh yeah, duh. Watch that. Yeah, watching Watchmen. Um, just the way that they go into, you know, just Tulsa and like you know mm-hmm. the uh, Black Wall Street that past that, you know, not a lot of people, you know, in the general public are even aware of. Right. Yeah, it's, I've been, really been enjoying. Um, my, mic keeps cut, my mic keeps changing channels. But uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a good show. It really um, last, is. Yeah, the last episode, you know, just showing like more, it, I, I love how they're showing pieces of the, uh, the graphic novel, they're, they're acknowledging the graphic novel and the, uh, the movie, the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. That came out a couple years back. Man, I wanted I wanted to talk about that last episode because when the season started, you know, I was concerned about Lewis Gossett Jr. And I was like, is he not long for this world? Like I didn't know he was that damn bad. Yeah, he, and then he's the old. last episode then the he's last episode. Well, but <laughs> I see I feel like they did something because he looked super skinny. In like the first two episodes, this yeah. last episode, I said, "Okay, now wait a minute, they did some CGI because he he done, he done got up at that wheelchair and was walking, and look, like he got a little weight on him." I said, "Okay, so maybe he's not as you know," because I was wondering, I was like, "Dang, is he in a wheelchair in real life?" Like I was really concerned. Nah, it's just <laughs> acting. It's acting. Listen, and it's good as hell too. Yes, yes. So yes. that last episode, I said, "Oh, y'all don't pull the okie doke on me." Here I am. Thinking that he ain't got long. <laughs> and he was like, girl, this is years of training. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is that's pure acting. Yeah, but speaking so now- of acting, Regina King like cursing that woman out in Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> she about to get she about to rack up on the war season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she she Again. needs to. She needs to. Again. So good. Because she's uh her character's Lady Knight, right? Lady yes. Knight. Yes. 
You know, next Halloween, everybody's oh, going to be Lady Night. Of course. Everybody. As they and should then I, be. And then, you know, just get you a tall chocolate man to be Yaya. <laughs> wow. Who I... <laughs> Listen, oh my God. He, he's almost, a handsome I, dude. He's, he really is a handsome guy. Yes, God. And if Gene Smart talk about how fine he is one more time in front of her face, and I was like, okay, this is, they need to write in you for, know what? for Regina's it character just, to be like, bitch, if you don't quit talking about how fine my husband is, man, it just clicked to me that that's the lady from De- Designing Women. Yeah, that's the lady. Gene Smart. Mm-hmm. I'm slow. I'm just slow. No, no, <laughs> you're not. That just clicked to me, like when no. you said her name. Yeah. Well, Jean Smart has been playing like a gu- the role she's been playing have been so different than when she played Charlene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because Charlene was like just like a ditzy kind of. She was like Rose, but younger, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Designing women really was the GoBots and um, and uh, Golden Girls was Transformers. Where's he going with this? Wait, what? <laughs> he said designing women is the GoBots and Go to Girls was the Transformers. That is the best analogy I have heard. That's that's legit. That is totally legit. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a similar it's a similar kind of cast, you know, sim- similar age age range, you know, older older white ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, little 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 snarky, little little uh, little snippy. Mm-hmm. But you know, real, really sharp. Everybody's really sharp, sharp witted, and yeah, that's very apt. Yeah. yeah. Look, Ken said you got to meet them where they are. Okay. You got to get the listeners in so they know what they what they're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, Watchmen is so so good. I have yes. so many questions after that last episode. I'm like, okay, what is what's gonna happen in three days? Who is this little alien lady? Why did these white people open their door in the middle of the night? Did well, she th- let did she let them pack a bag? I feel like the house got zapped or something. Like did did y'all did you let them pack a bag and leave? No, they signed the paper. Why would you take baby? this alien baby? Like, oh my God, this is what I do. Don't answer the door. What is going that's, on? That's some like some 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 rich people voodoo. It's like find out what people want the most in the world, offer it to them in the middle of the night. Right, and, and say like, so you're you gonna take it away if you don't sign decide. this. Exactly. That's just that's rich people voodoo. Yeah. I just really want to know what would have happened if they said no. Like what that she, she would have killed, killed. She would have stomped the baby right then and there. I but mean, would just, she have killed them though? I've, probably killed them. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. She's a rich person. She's crazy, obviously. And you know, so good. she would have taken them out. Yeah, she would have. All yeah, right. Watchmen and Disney Plus. That's, that's what we're <laughs> yeah. watching. Yeah, we so have a whole... I, I, did, I did not discuss any Disney Plus. No, we yet. didn't. What about you, Ken? Because you didn't go yet. Um, what have I been watching? <laughs> I haven't really watched a lot this week. Um, I but beyond movies, I did go see The Irishman. This oh, week. when does it come out on Netflix? Is it this Friday? The twenty second. So that that is this oh, Friday. Yeah. That's Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday coming Friday. up. Okay. Yeah. Was it? Lo- it's long, isn't it? Long. Three oh, and I a half. Twelve hours. Three and a half. Three Tim. hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, is it twelve hours? Is it a miniseries? What the hell? <laughs> it takes a half a day. Yeah. I fell asleep. I can't even lie. But, like, but how long? How long is it really, though? Seriously, it's like three hours. It's like a three-hour movie. Three, yeah, three and a half. That's like the first time I saw Scar. Well, the only time I saw Scarface, I didn't realize how long of a commitment it was. 
And I started at like two o'clock in the morning. The oh. sun, the sun, yeah, the I, yeah, the sun was definitely up by the time I finished <laughs> that movie. Or, um, but I was like, I can't stop because I gotta watch it to the end. Yeah, gone with <laughs> they the wind. Made that commitment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have never seen Gone with the Wind. Not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's yeah. that one scene of the white people being upset and having to pick their own cotton and crops. And oh, see, that is not you know a movie. What? That is not a movie for me. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is not a movie for me. I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that movie's the movie's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but don't say, say don't go to Marietta and say that though, because you know they love you. Sir. Got the uh, okay. Shit. Ken, oh, Ken, the part of the Irishman that you did see was it? Good? <laughs> no, it's good. It's a very. Um, I mean, of course, it's it's a Martin Scorsese, you know, come uh, gangster flick in a way, mobster movie, mm-hmm. but not but historical. Um, it basically you're you're watching a historical events unfold through the eyes of like a henchman. Or a, um, a mafia enforcer. Did they CGI Robert De Niro? Or yes, is Al Pacino in it as well? Is they barely there? did. Okay. They barely did. I mean, if they did, they did a really good job. Cause they just because I'm sorry, him and Butch McCall just looked old the whole time. <laughs> so they didn't. They ain't tried too hard. Um, what were you about to ask? I'm sorry. Oh, I, Joe Pesci. Wow, he. I'm not. I, even I, I still think of him as the guy from. Um, what was that Christmas movie? Oh, Home, Home Alone. Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, seeing, oh, this is Joe Pesci. You know, it's so different when he's a mafia boss. So, yeah. I didn't even realize he was in the film. Um, yeah, he almost is unrecognizable. When I saw the trailer for the first time, I was like, who is that? He's been retired for a while. He, he hasn't really done a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he said this probably be his last movie. Oh. And, that's uh, sad. It's like people you grew up with and, like, they're already yeah. just... Retiring. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like I saw a lot of press about Joe Pesci about how Hollywood really didn't appreciate him, which is why they always threw him in silly comedies like the Lethal Weapons, not, not super silly, but like they didn't appreciate him as a dramatic actor at all and didn't know what yeah. to do with him. Mm. Like Lethal Weapons and the Home Alones, like you know. Yeah, look, well, you know he acts his ass off. Right. Um, that was really. I mean, catching up with She-Ra, I'm still trying to understand how She-Ra has four seasons, but it's only Man, been out for one I'm year. still struggling on the I first one. I haven't even seen the first one. I'm still in the first season because I'm just like, I don't know if I understand what is happening. <laughs> and I really want to like it, but I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. It's Does not- it have any connectivity to like the original Masters of the Universe madness? Or is it, barely, is it, uh, from what I've seen, barely. I mean, it's the same basic setup. It's just that they've, you know, retooled some of the, you know, ethnicities of some of the characters. You know, they've updated it a little bit. But it's the same basic setup. Just they've yes. tried to make it actually good this time. Yeah. Oh, okay, Yeah, because the, the original shows are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried, like, a couple years ago, I tried to rewatch He-Man with my daughter. And I was like, wow. He-Man. <laughs> because all the shows, all the cartoons of my youth are just cartoon. They're they're commercials for toys. That's all they are. Yeah, literally. Like Mattel was like, yeah. "How are we gonna sell this character?" Did I mention the cartoon show? That's literally what they say in the toys that made us. Like they on the fly, they pitched the cartoon show to the marketing execs. You know, without ever having discussed it or actually planned it. Out. <laughs> yeah. 
It's nuts. But um, but what's my man's name? Um, uh, Lou Scheimer said, "Yeah, we'll do it." <laughs> yep. Filmation presents. What did it say? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, for me, uh, is that everything? Literally, you, um, literally, you said you said just Watchmen, right? And Tim, you said just Watchmen, just right? Watchmen, and Disney Plus, right? And um, Ken said The Irishman. Anything else, Ken? Um, The Mandalorian, or are we going to talk about that? That's oh, Disney Plus. Yeah, it's Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that's it for me. I enjoyed The Irishman. It's just long. Okay. Really well acted. There, it does not look like a Netflix movie at all. Meaning, it doesn't look cheaply paid, produced. Um, mm-hmm. So they they gave Scorsese his flowers and his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, yeah. but it's three hours, and I don't. I'm just wondering. Like, I know I'll binge a show, but will I binge a movie like that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they they really need just to throw up a damn um, intermission title at a at a at a at a natural stopping point about halfway <laughs> through the movie. They just do. Any movie that runs over three hours, they should be almost mandatory. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Harry Potter. Now that I can sit through. Are any those Harry are about Potters? two hours. Yeah, I think the longest Harry Potter is yeah. almost three hours. It never, almost it three, yeah. yeah. And then I think one of the Twilights is like close to three. Yeah, like I feel like if you go over three, you need to give your audience time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Listen. Hey, remember when we were all like telling Ron Coogler we wanted all four hours of Black Panther? I remember I that still, shit. I still do. I still do. <laughs> I will watch that. I want all of the cuts. All of them. Long as he put up a towel that said intermission and that Black Panther font <laughs> and they started playing some of the, the um, Ludwig score and like, you know, you could just that go. Yeah. And the lights come on. Yes. And get to the right for the bathroom. If they do it for raggedy ass Gomez, then we do it for movies that don't involve racism. Because listen, exactly. that's one thing. Good thing about Gomez, the when you watch it, it says intermission, and they play yeah. the music and shit. You can go to the bathroom and then come back, and then they have a little opening um, new um, overture, and then they talk about how Sherman burnt everything the fuck down, and they open up the mm-hmm. terrorists burnt. <laughs> Had yes. him and Dale putting all uh, white men's bridges into the boiling pot to get out the dysentery, <laughs> and Miss Scott is picking cotton. <laughs> <laughs> That's the very best part of that yes, movie. Yes, it is. It really That's is. That's the very best. I'm going to put these bitches into... These, these bitches. I'm going to put these riches. bitches into the bottom Riches. <laughs> riches and bitches are two different things. Very different things. Uh, as for me, um, I, of course, Riverdale, um, watching. Uh, Riverdale has gotten completely... Even more insane than it was last week. Um... I don't I don't know what kind of I don't know what I don't know what they got in that writer's room, but it's gotten completely insane. There's, you know, suicides and <laughs> secret plots and, and like tr- double and triple uh face turns. <laughs> they're they're really going for it over there on Riverdale. Bless their little hearts. I did watch black um episode two of this current season of Black Lightning. It was okay. It was fine. This whole we're quarantining Freeland thing is really, 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 really out there. <laughs> but I I admire them for the attempt to do something adventurous. Mm. And something a little bit different than the other superhero shows. Though I'm like, 
I don't know if this is how it really feel if they quarantine an actual American city, but this is how they, I guess, what they feel like it would be like. Uh, what happened to my Zoom? Are y'all still there, right? Yeah. All my pictures just went away. That's really weird. Scary. Oh, you're like, are you sharing the screen now or something? No. It looks like you might be. Oh. It's but now every time people make a noise, it's putting up like a like a thing. That's really mine, weird. Why is it? Looks, oh, hold on. Mine looks weird now. Yeah, mine looks weird like, now too. It just automatically did this shit. What is going on? Like the black, and then our names are up in little boxes at the top. Yeah. Yeah, that's what in the because huh? I had mine minimized. So I... oh wait, oh wait, this I see a share thing here, but me. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on. Yeah. Um, how do I turn know. this shit off? Hold on. Oh, it's Russia. <laughs> See, this is this is You're why laughing. I got, You're laughing, is, but it's true. This is why I got my camera taped over so they can't That's right. see me. I don't trust it. Manage participants. Well, they can still turn on your microphones and everything else. So, yeah. But they can't see me. They they have other devices. Okay, you know what, Tim? <laughs> hey, I work in IT. I'm you, hyper paranoid. You and about your this. aliens out there, you you stay over there. Okay. It's like it's trying to display our videos, but all of us have the shit turned off, thank God. So See, I don't know what that's about. It's I'm the about government. To start, it's, I'm uh, to start, it's Russians. I'm, I'm gonna minimize this thing. More, we're gonna start using Morse code. Transmit the podcast. Oh, I can't minimize <laughs> while I'm recording. So hey, well, I just I just slide it behind the thing. Uh, let me actually. Mm. I can't tape it, but I can direct something in front of it. I guess I don't know shit. Um, <laughs> I'll figure it out. You got, you got paranoid. <laughs> I got paranoid. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, let me yeah. cover up this. Try to get anything else that I watched besides that wasn't on fucking Disney Plus because Lord knows I watched a whole bunch of shit on Disney Plus. Oh uh, yes. Oh yeah. Um, I'm thinking. Oh, uh, no, I talked about Popeye already. Um, let's see. What else, what else? Yep. Can <laughs> <laughs> was that Ken? That was that was Ken. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, no, I think it was all Disney Plus stuff besides, you know, listen, see how we do, uh, besides Riverdale and Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I saw Riverdale because I reviewed it with Moji and I saw Black Lightning because after I saw Riverdale, they were like, watch Black Lightning episode two before it goes away. You know, so <laughs> Mickey's winning. Um, uh, yeah, I hope Malali will be here by now. He's coming late, but like, we gotta keep moving forward though. So let's go ahead on to the news all right so uh we to be honest we avoided covering the story for quite a while because um i didn't know how to properly approach it without giving without sounding like i was giving opinions rather than facts properly. I needed time to research it properly because I had been following it, but I needed time to actually sit down and dig into the details of it. Um, But we'll cover it now because they actually had the hearing. So uh, the Byron Allen Supreme Court case. Uh, Byron Allen, of course, is a former comedian and current entrepreneur who he is now the owner of the Weather Channel. He owns a collection of cable channels like Pets.TV and Cars.TV and Comedy.TV that he 
um, created in 2012. He also created versions of them for a syndication package. And those items he sent to, over to try to have them, you know, picked up by other by the cable carriers. Um, the thing is this. Um, nobody picked it up at first. And so he went and he sued Comcast, AT&T, who owns DirecTV, Charter Communications, and I believe Verizon in 2015, uh, alleging racial discrimination. We covered this story way back when the show was first started. I think it might be like an early, early episode. Uh, he sued the four of them for $20 billion, billion with a B. Billion dollars. Um, which uh, is, I assume, what he configured to be the lost wages from carriage fees plus a whole lot of um, damages. Because uh, I think what happened was that it wasn't that they wouldn't necessarily would not cover it at all, period. Some of them were offering to um, carry the channels just at, you know, very low carriage fees. For those who don't know, when you have a cable channel, how cable channels make money in addition to running advertising is that they charge the cable company X amount of cents or dollars per subscriber to carry the channels. Your average cable channel has a carriage fee of probably about 50 cents a person. That's roughly average. If you are an ESPN, your carriage fee is more like $5 or $6 because they can hold up the cable company and say, uh, Comcast doesn't want to carry ESPN and people will immediately start dropping it. So they can sort of kind of, you know, take those, like, demand that high price and use that to pay, you know, the NFL, the, M- the MLB, and all that, and NBA and all like that. Um so I think the second highest ones used to be like TNT and TBS because they had um, NBA contracts. Um, I would assume they probably offered Byron now something like five cents a person or something like that. And he probably just didn't want to take that. So he sued those four companies. He went to Al Sharpton and the NAACP for support. They both refused. And so he added them as co-defendants oh. to his lawsuit. Eventually, he settled with Al Sharpton because he accused Al Sharpton because he worked for MSNBC of being in Comcast's pocket at the time. He eventually settled with Al Sharpton, the NAACP, and with Verizon and AT&T, who added his his channels to their lineups. Comcast and Charter continued to fight on. They said, hell no. Yep. And this, and it, over, I mean, mind you, this was four years ago. So they've been in and out of court, in court for four years, not out of court, just in court. Like steady for four years, wow. and went to you know like you know like um, the New York um, Court of Appeals, um, and then eventually, of course, got here to the Supreme Court, where Byron Allen is using the Civil Rights Act of ni- of eighteen sixty six as his argument. It is a law that demands um, a lack of racial discrimination in cases of black people trying to make fair contrasts with white people. And vice versa. It was passed right after the Civil War to try to prevent a, what what was rampant mistreatment of Black people by white people um, when we first got free. No way. Right. Um, <laughs> he alleges that the reason why Comcast and Charter didn't pick up his channels is because of racial discrimination. He says that they don't want to pick up his channels because they are owned a hundred percent African American owned. Or they are run by a 100% African-American-owned company, his, and no other channel on their service is like that, which is true. 
because most yeah. cable channels are owned by public companies. The ones that are not, most of them are owned by, I mean, they're run by white people. And But the thing is, there's, I went looking at all the other channels that have even partial black ownership. I mean, all, most two of those, Revolt TV and Aspire TV, are owned by, co-owned by Comcast, because they were started as part of the whole thing, Comcast buying NBC Universal. <clears throat> Maxine Waters said, start some black and Latin channels. And that's what that's how those channels got existed. Uh, and the TV One is run by a public company, uh, Media One, I think it's called. It used to be called Radio One. But the mm-hmm. highest shareholders, of course, are the Kathy Hughes family, who are black, right? Because it's their company, but they took it public. So it is not a hundred percent black-owned company. It's black-controlled and black-run, which is a mm-hmm. distinction that he still having as part of his argument you know comcast and charter of course are just saying we didn't like the channels we have we should be able to um have discretion over what we carry but the problem is that because corporations are going to corporation they are trying to basically have the case read and argued in a way that would undermine to some degree the civil rights act of 1866 and they are um, using the Justice Department of that evil man as part of their support in the Supreme Court. Mm. Uh, and that's sort of kind of where the issues come in. It's I, it's gotten to the point, and NAACP said this, it's not about the merits of Brian, Byron Allen's part of the case anymore. Now it's about trying to save our laws for everybody else. You know, uh, so and but like the thing is, of course, is that, you know, like you hear about this case from your killer mics and your Tariq Nasheeds and it's all about, you know, um, supporting. We might um, have to bleep out his name because I don't have time. Listen, he can come. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that man is I for a good right? fight. <laughs> That's a hidden- that's the hidden colors guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that Lord guy, the man who dedicated a good fifteen minutes of screen time to t- um, about why homosexuality is unnatural for black people. I've seen hidden colors. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. Uh, and what was I going to say? But yeah, like, and they're sort of kind of putting it as Byron Allen's doing this for black people because you know he wants to support black people and everything. Um, Byron Allen was, um, to be honest, he's a capitalist like every, like a lot of people are. He wants to support Byron Allen, which nothing, nothing wrong with that. We just need to be clear about these things. Mm-hmm. Because he also has a deal with Sinclair Media. Um, he now is co-owner of all the former Fox regional cable channels, the ones that Disney had to sell when they bought Fox. The racist people, Sinclair? The wow. racist people, Sinclair. Yeah, wow. propaganda, Sinclair. Who, who cut off it underground because they're like, we don't want scripted shows anymore. Right. <laughs> Especially not that one with this this colored woman running around trying to save mm-hmm. black people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely we would hope that Byron Allen would prevail, but not because we think he's our champion, just because it's what's right and fair. Right. You know, and I think that's the, um, I'm trying to make sure I'm reporting this as impartially as possible, just because, you know, we want to make sure that that much is clear. 
All right. Uh, anything else about this before we go on to the related story that's next? Go for it. All right. So yeah, this all went know. down on Wednesday, the Supreme Court uh, thing with Byron Allen. Thursday, but mm-hmm. I can only imagine it's not a coincidence. Um, Monique. It could have it been in the works. It could have been in the works, but I feel like the timing, the timing, the timing, timing. is, yeah. is at best. There's no such thing as coincidences. It's time. It's all about the timing, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, our love, Monique Angela Hicks. Hey, my love. Hello, my loves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has sued Netflix for racial and gender discrimination. If you guys recall, um, she wanted us to boycott Netflix in, mm-hmm. was it late? It was late 2018 or late 2017? Yeah, I think it was, it was 17. Was it last year? Was it a year before? 17. I remember it was December when it first happened. When she mm-hmm. got It had a- to have been 2017 then. Yeah. Or, wait, no, it's almost December now. So it, it could have been last year. I'm, look, I'm trying to look because I'm, I'm trying to remember when it was. It was 17. It was 17. It was Christmas oh, okay. of 17 uh, okay. when she did it. When she got on, okay. the, on her um, on the video, and I'm sure Sydney filmed it for her, her husband. And she was like, hello, mm. my loves. I want you to boycott Netflix for racial disc- racial and gender discrimination because basically they offered her $100,000 to do a stand-up special. No, it was $500,000. Oh, it was $500,000? Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Thank you, Latria. I think, I think it was $500,000, but still, that was... Dumb low. <laughs> Right. I'm uh, going to Google it to see if that's right, but I feel like that's Yeah, right. yeah, 500. Because like, I'm seeing right now what, what they offered Wanda as well. And, like, it was even worse. Yes. It's it was crazy, five, though. It was 500,000, but she couldn't, like, tell those jokes ever again anywhere else. Right, yeah. I think I think they offered Wanda, like, 250, right? Yeah, it was 250 they offered Wanda Sykes for the same yeah. thing, wow. basically. That's nothing. Yes. Yep. Like, the right? kind of, like, yeah. Literally nothing. The contract stated that, you know, Netflix owns the intellectual property to those jokes. They can't be told any place mm-hmm. else where I think they said two years after the special aired. And so basically she had to, she would have had to do the special come with all new material for her road at and everything like that. And she, for $500,000, she did not want to do that. And so she she talked about how it was unfair um, as with the whole precious thing, everybody came, Monique, you can't do that. Monique, you can't do that. And I, it's like, I'm of two minds of the thing. I, personally, I see how unfair it is. And I'd be like, girl, tell everybody. But like, you know, business, you know, you're trained to be a certain way in business. But, you know, it's that back and forth. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I do feel like business stuff is too secretive and too hush-hush and all that kind of stuff. It is. It, does, it is beneficial sometimes for somebody to come out and say, this is how they did me. Yeah. Because... And I... D- go, go ahead, go um, ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I do feel like she has a point. I mean, Netflix was dead wrong for what they offered her, especially for somebody of her stature. Yeah. Like, that is insulting as hell. And then to offer Wanda Sykes even less, it's just like, okay, but Dave Chappelle got how much? Right. Chris that, Rock, how much? Like all these like male comedians and probably white women comedians, like yeah, Amy, Amy Schumer, Schumer probably got like eleven million. She, Amy Schumer, she's got. not funny at all. She's eleven million. Mm-hmm. She's, she she's, she's awful. She, yeah, she is awful. Yeah. Wow. Chris Rock got forty million. Um, Dave Chappelle got sixty Good million God. for multiple ones. Jesus. Ellen yeah, got I'm twenty. A, Ricky Gervais. Ellen, Ellen that's was, apt. 
Ellen's for was Ellen. funny, but yeah. twenty million? What? Not for that? Mm. Mm. But yeah, Monique is like up there, and she should have gotten at least a couple million, right. like offered. I mean, five million it still would have been too low, but that would have been way better than five hundred thousand. Right. And it's just yeah. yeah, and I feel like I think it's just like a stigma because she, like, she does. You know, she doesn't take no crap. And she stands up for herself. And if she don't want to do something, she's not going to do it. And she'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people just automatically have, like, this sour taste in their mouth when it comes to her. Because right. they know how she is. However, she's rarely ever wrong about anything that she has, quote-unquote, complained about or been vocal about. Every not, now and then, she's just, wrong. It's just it's just her delivery, I feel, right, yeah. that really rose people the wrong way. Because she tried to support Roseanne, and I was like, whoa. Oh, whoa, no, no, no. Whoa. Oh, wait, she did? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? She did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, I can't get behind that. Oh, no, girl. Oh, no. You know, every now and then, she steps, she's just like a, you know, a bad step. But, you know, for this... Yeah, especially with the whole thing with Wanda, because you could argue Monique ain't been in anything in a couple of years. Fine. Wanda Sykes okay. was a recurring neither, character neither. on on Blackish. Right, but neither had Dave Chappelle. Right. He got how much? So, I mean, I'm just. Because I think mostly, quite uh, be honest, it's about how much white folks like the person. They like You're Dave right. Chappelle. You know they like Chris Rock. You're right. They don't You're like absolutely Monique. Right. You're absolutely they probably right. focus tested it. They probably focus tested it. And it's like, okay, so we're thinking about bringing on these comedians on. It's mm-hmm. like of these five comedians, which uh, from from a uh, highest to lowest, how would you categorize these people? And they probably categorized Monique at the bottom because they didn't they didn't they weren't familiar with her her comedy. Right. She's been doing comedy for at least twenty five years. She's a queen of comedy. Yep. But yeah, my damn Wanda, microphone. Wanda the people were looking at the numbers. That they're, they're like, you know, we don't recognize this person. Um, just give her about five hundred. Give her five hundred thousand dollars, and she'll take it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wanda Sykes is on every show. She is like the voice on almost all the animated shows. Like, yeah. Two hundred fifty thousand. What the hell is that? <laughs> all right. So we'll see what happens with this case as well. Um, happier news. Um, Paramount Pictures has sold the rights to Netflix for Eddie Murphy to star in the long, long delayed started and stopped and started and stopped again, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Which no one cares about. I've never seen one, two, or three. You know what? One's really good. Yeah. That was Eddie Murphy in his prime. Two was meh. I don't even remember three. I remember like a roller coaster or something in three. I don't remember three at all. I remember one and two. Did yeah. they come out close together or were they like spaced apart? One is were, 84, two yeah. is 87, Ooh. three is 94. Ooh. One is worth watching. That's mm. that's Eddie Murphy in his prime. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's one of the films that made him an international star. Yeah. Mm. Right. Because I, I think we have covered every single last start and stop of Beverly Hills Cop 4 on this show during the time it was done. Because there was, was one point where they were going to make it a TV show with Eddie Murphy in a recurring part as Alex Foley Sr., and it was going to star Brandon T. Jackson I as was Alex literally, Foley Jr. I was about to joke and say Brandon T. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it was just for real. To, they just sh- to mess with you. but oh They my God, shot a pilot for CBS, your favorite network. <laughs> and CBS oh, saw it wow. and said no. Because... <laughs> It probably had too many Negroes for them. At the end. They had to come, you know, CBS had to come around. 
they had to come around to the blacks. They, they're finally at a point where they can have more than two black people on the show. At right. The time. Because God friended them. That's why. <laughs> okay. You know what you will not? <laughs> it's just a joke. It's a joke. Do. It's a joke. They, they came around to blackness through Jesus. You're right. You ain't gonna talk about my show like that, man. Okay. You Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. obviously like the uh, follow up to um, Dolomite's My Name doing so well for them this year. Yeah. Dolomite. Ken. <laughs> are you sleeping? Ken, are you sleeping? You okay. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm here. I just I just heard the heavy breathing. Yeah. Right? Sorry. It sounded like you were snoring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were right like, over oh, here, bro. The- I'm like, we done bored Ken to death. You know, yes, Beverly Hills Cop 4. All oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I heard that you were talking about CVS. So because they were going to make Beverly Hills Cop 4 into a TV show instead of a movie at, uh, at one point, and Brandon T. Jackson was going to be Alex Foley Jr. in it. He can be nobody, no more juniors, please. <laughs> uh, you know, He's in the Rolodex as the ju- junior Negro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not anymore. Not now that he's a black Israelite. Mm-mm. Oh, oh. He is? Mm-hmm. That's why he said that thing about how he felt like playing um, Big Mama's 3, putting that dress on, was against God, and God had cursed him in his career. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm confused. No, he, he, took, the who, he who, took the check. He took the check. Yeah, but who's... Who played uh, Shaft Jr.? That's who I was thinking of. What's that boy's name? I was, Jesse T. Usher. Yeah. Okay, the, I think the T tripped me up. It does. That's, that's who I was thinking of. Just in my mind, I was thinking Jesse T. Usher. Okay. 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 Now I, I, I'm wishing now. Brandon it's T. Jackson is the best friend in Lottery From team. Big Mama's Big uh, Mama 3. And Big Mama Jesse, 3, yeah. Yes. Brandon T. Jackson was like doing really well because he was in Tropic Thunder. And Percy Jackson. Be, huh? Yeah. Percy Jackson didn't do too again. well, though, right? They made like four of those. Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the white people must have loved them. I, I mean, it was a it was a book series. Yeah, it was like, like a kid, young adult like book YA, series. It was like yeah. a YA novel, I think. Yeah. Didn't move me. Right. It was no Harry Potter. It was not. <laughs> was the fuck not? They thought it was going to be, but it was not at yep. all. Mm-mm. Yep. All right. Next up. It's not on the rundown, but um, Paramount put out a second trailer for that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Now that they have redesigned Sonic to the you internet's know what? liking. It looks like Sonic now. Yeah. So it's not creepy. Better. It's not it's not a creepy Sonic. It's like those actual eyes Sega. before were a big no. It was wrong. <laughs> it was just wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. My only thing now is that I feel like um uh what was it? Chris from MCR Network. He he quoted Thanos and said, "All of this for a drop of blood." Because show of hands, who's going to be in the theater seeing Sonic the Hedgehog the movie in February? I mean, I might. I'll see it eventually. Uh, Never yeah, mean you, no. you're right. You're Hi, right. Ali. Hi, Ali. <laughs> Hi, Ali. I mean, Hello. eventually. Right, but not in the theater, right? Um, probably not. No. Yeah, it's a it depends. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't say I would not go see it because it comes out Valentine's Day, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm doing something else that day. Yeah, I, can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I wouldn't go, but I mean, it's not like on my priority right. list. That's not a date movie. It's not your at date all. takes you to that movie. Don't go to second else, date. Isn't something else supposed to be coming out in February? Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey and the oh, fantabulous emancipation of one heart. You don't like journeys. 
Oh, Journey Bell. Yeah. I'm sorry. This Why show, did you call her? Oh, this show. She's Journey Bell now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Journey yeah. Bell. Yeah. I'll bleep it. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see Suicide Squad, and that and Margot Robbie's character looked Suicide like Suicide Squad's terrible. It's one of the worst Margot movies ever. Margot Robbie's character looks like she needs a shower, and I cannot sit there for hours watching her look dirty. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing a dirt. She's playing like a she Ugh. plays a musty, dirty, hot topic person. Yeah. Yeah. Why why am I gonna pay for that? Nope. I don't wanna see that. You know what? I'll see that one eventually as well. <laughs> Latria's like I was waste better. <laughs> like, I just I'm gonna take my dove and just like throw it at the screen. The soap from above, as Ghostface Killer called it. <laughs> uh, Ali, I cannot. Ali, are you recording? I am. Okay, good. I was going to say, um, when they first announced Birds of Prey, they claimed it was going to only cost them $30 million bucks to make. I just checked the um, the budget, because now that I have IMDb Pro again, woohoo! Um, it cost 85 Wow. Seriously? Either yes. 85, no, 75, 75. It was 75. What did? That's Birds of Prey. Is oh, that risky? insane? It's a little risky because it's <laughs> February. But Harley, I mean, Harley Quinn, her name is Margot Robbie, produced it herself. So I, she must have been like, sure, more money. Here you go. Ground. I mean, like, <laughs> okay, oh. so, so what you're saying is if the movie bombs, it's, it's on her. It's yeah. on her. It's her, it's it's on her, money. her movie. Remember how. After Suicide Squad came out and made all that money, and they were like, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, and they threw scripts at her, literally. She picked this one, and she's, she produced it. Mm. Okay, so that means that even though if this movie bombs, it's, it's not going to be one of those things where it'll crash an entire studio or anything like that. I doubt it'll just that, be, right. It'll just, be, it'll just be she being out of money, that's all. Right, Warner Brothers... It's going to take a while for Warner Brothers to have flops that bad that it crashes their entire studio because yeah. they have the TV stuff that's working for them. Yeah, they would need to have to drop like two Ishtars to, to kill that <laughs> <laughs> Two Ishtars. Two Ishtars. Two terrible Ishtars. Ah, ah, ah. That's for the new movie nerds out there. Yeah, yeah. 87, almost tanked Columbia Pictures. Exactly. That was, that was right when they got sold to Sony. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, Paramount did have two Ishtars this year, back to back: Gemini Man and uh, Terminator. Go listen to the last week's episode, y'all. <laughs> they, That's uh-huh. right. Hashtag they escaped into the mountain. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love going to the movies. I haven't Still seen either one of those movies. I, I have no Still interest. Either. I have no interest. Right, Ken. Ken, he's sleeping yeah. again. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm here. You, you, you want to like move the mic make sure it's away from you because it sounds like you sleep. I'm going to put myself on mute. Right. Ken, you, you, Ken, you over there, you sound like Darth Vader, my guy. <laughs> impressive. Most impressive. Right. I find your lack of faith <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all the, like, the real news. They cast um, some random person as uh, Prince Eric for the Live action, uh, Little Mermaid. I mean, he at least looks better. Oh, I thought you were talking about the. You talking about the movie? The new movie, yeah. Yeah, he looks better than that little boy that was in the uh, TV special. Right. 
Um, Graham he Phillips, got, I think he at least was. got a, he at least got the dimples. Yeah, because I thought I I mistakenly thought he was like Harry Styles because Harry Styles was gonna play him in this movie, but you know I got him all oh, mixed God, up. Oh God, thank God, no, because that was ugly. Right. Uh, oh, you skipped over the Charlie's Angel thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I did. I forgot. So <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> Angels, <of> Ishtar. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Um, speaking of Sony, because this um it's, it's a Columbia movie. Um. Here's the thing. Charlie's Angels is flopping like a dead dog at the movie theater. It is... That's, that's I, something else. I told y'all it was going to do this because I just that's, felt that's it something. in the wind like nobody was going to really see this movie. They well, didn't market the it properly. Well, and here's the thing, though. No one no one was talking about it. No one... Yeah. I don't... I no. have never... Never have I heard in these past couple of months anyone say, man, you know what I'm really looking forward to? A new Charlie's Angels movie. Uh, to be but, honest, I was actually looking forward to it because I thought it would be... A, because I thought it was a good idea. You know, every 20 years, we get a new Charlie's Angels. I thought it was fine. We did have a TV show in 2010 that didn't work on ABC, but I was like, they can make a new movie out of it. It'll be fine. My thing was this. At one point, they were they they had Lupita circling it to star in it. And I was like, you know, good choice. Get her two other women and let's go. They eventually ended up casting um this like um this beautiful, nice but relatively unknown lady from um Britain, the black lady. Uh Naomi Scott, also from Britain, who we know as Princess Jasmine from from Aladdin, the new Aladdin, mm-hmm. and yep. Twilight. As the mm-hmm. only marketable star she is box of the three. She's poison. I hate <laughs> oh, hold her. Hold on a second. Okay, she hold on a so second. Te- she's terrible in everything. Hold on a second. We don't get to call Robert Pattinson Twilight, but we always get to call Kristen Stewart. I call Twilight. him Twilight too. They're the Twilight. He's Twilight too. <laughs> he's a, Twilight. He's a sparkly Twilight vampire. Uh, yeah. Ella Belinska is the um the black lady. But yeah, like Kristen Stewart. Let's call her by her name then. Call her by Kristen her name. Kristen Stewart. Um, okay, so here's the, here's the thing though I'm hearing, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Okay, over the grapevine. People are saying she's the one good thing about this movie. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely liked Kristen Stewart because Kristen Stewart. But according this, to people who've seen this movie, the way she leans hard into portraying a lesbian is really <laughs> something that people. Don't like. Well, because she is, but she is one Ali in real life now. Oh. Wait, yeah. she is? Yeah, now she is. Yeah. Oh, after, she, okay. after, after she dumped Robert, she's she came out. Bisexual oh, actresses, LGBT entertainers for the United States. I <laughs> hey. Wait a second. Because I because she sworn. showed up on she showed up on this movie and she wow, she showed up on this movie in the trailer, and I was like, why Kristen Stewart looking like an unlockable character now? And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> so that's probably why. She looked why. like DLC. Yeah, she, she looked like, yeah, downloadable content. I'm like, what's going on here? Latria did to <laughs> us what I always do to Ali. <laughs> like, Ali, you know he's gay, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> she said, hold on. She, I found, so she I literally found said an this article. Latria. Yeah, so there's an article and she said, la, 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 la. Oh, she says she's been fully told, like, if you just, like, do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie. That's oh, what she said in a Harper's wow. Bazaar interview recently. Okay. Well, um, well, they they said that she was giving off those strong vibes in the movie and she was leading. She she felt it. They said people said that it felt so 
natural and she looked like she was having yeah. so much fun playing that role. You know what? She was the one she bright probably, spark in this She's probably like, this is probably the first one that she actually was like free in. Because I can't remember uh, like how long ago it was, but I just remember like right after her and Robert broke up, then I just remember seeing it, it come out that she was like a lesbian. I was like, that does not shock me because I kind of always got that energy from her anyway. You see, now I'm interested. <laughs> seeing the movie. <laughs> not quite but a yeah, matinee, that's people, but That's what Netflix. people are saying. People are saying that everything else about the movie is kind of meh. And they say that Elizabeth Banks is meh. That's what I heard, unfortunately. That like, but they said that she's the only thing that that's. Listen, we not gonna act like Kristen don't have chops because y'all know y'all was watching Panic Room, (laughs) and she stole the show. Okay, I haven't seen Panic Room, but although for the the longest time, yeah, the Jodie Foster movie, yeah, I barely. But she was a little girl. She's a little girl in the movie. Really? For the longest time, I thought it was a little boy. I really did. Honestly, me too. I thought I, that was a boy. I had no clue that that was a little girl. And then, and then midway through the movie, I'm just like, wait a second, that's a girl. I know. I was like, holla, is are there you twins? a girl? Are there twins? Like, what's happening? Is there more than one? Don't lie to me. Yeah. Right. So I like, I like Chris. I know people don't care for her acting. She's fine. Oh, they hated she's her fine. in the Twilight movies, but I liked her in the Twilight movies. Right. Well, eh. she's written that way in the books so that I was like, yeah, you're getting exactly what you... you, you I mean, you listen, wanted. to me, she was Bella. Exactly. <laughs> she really was. Yeah, but like, so what I heard was that this movie was light on action, which, you know, is a Charlie's Angels movie. You would think it'd be sort of kind of like, you know, like a women's version of James Bond with like heavy, high action. Then I look at the budget. They didn't mm-hmm. give Elizabeth Banks, who also produced and directed the movie. I think she wrote it as well or co-wrote it. So they didn't. Yeah, she so wrote it. She wrote it. Wrote it. Yeah. They, the movie budget was $50 million. $50 million. Wow. <laughs> now, God. granted, they didn't have a lot of what? money to pay stars. They didn't really need, have big stars. The biggest star in the movie is Patrick Stewart in like probably a small supporting part, but um, and of course. Also, oh, he's play- is he playing Charlie? He is not playing Charlie. Charlie is being played by he's playing Bosley because like they have oh, multiple Bos- Bosleys. It's, uh, it's Patrick yeah, Stewart, say, it's Jaiman Hansu, and it's Elizabeth Banks. There's three Bosleys. Huh. Mm. Okay. Three Bosleys in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is doing a lot. Yeah. Like, why do we they need really three Bosleys? Why, why do I need three Bosleys? Can you imagine if James Bond? Next James Bond, hi, I'm Q. And then 30 minutes in, hi, I'm Q. And 30 minutes uh, later, hi, I'm Q. Right, that's why unnecessary. I, why do I need three quartermasters in one? How many weapons can I get? So it's one of y'all uppercase, <laughs> lowercase, and cursive. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I'm so, I'm Early so Q. confused. <laughs> but yeah, so this movie just cost $50 million, only made $8 million opening weekend. Damn. Whoa. And $26 million across the entire globe. To it date is, or the first weekend? This first weekend. It's only been out for three days. Because you got to make, what, two times the, the budget? 2.5 oh, 2. times. Oh, 2.5 times. Out. Yeah, so just, it came out on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just came I out. I thought it had been out for a while. Okay. No. Nah, um, in Hollywood, is your opening weekends where they decide whether or not you're a bomb. Because, I mean, yeah. how, how we work now is we, we go to see the movie the first weekend or the second. You know, movies That's true. don't really grow anymore. It's just the way that they're marketed. Mm-hmm. So that first weekend is what it's all about. They're losing to um, Ford versus versus Ferrari from the behemoth that is the Walt Disney Company. It's a Fox movie that they oh, inherited. Okay. 
I will see that on uh, Disney Plus next year. I won't. It'll probably be on Hulu. I, I think it's a little bit rough for um, Disney Plus. You know what? It might, it might be, yeah. They got The Simpsons on there. And and it, it, I think it... <laughs> Is that a dip? We'll get to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... There, there are definitely going to be um, some tense meetings on Mon- tomorrow morning at Sony. I hope they don't try to go into... Well, this means we shouldn't let women direct uh, action movies. No, nah, they that's, oh, no. give her that's not a good idea. twenty-five do million more bucks. Let her shoot some action parts to it, and let her hire maybe people a little bit more famous than Naomi Scott and um, Ella Brunetsky. No offense to them, lovely ladies and everything, but Charlie's Angels. Right, we, the reason why the one in two thousand works because you had three big stars. You had Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz. Right. And Bill Murray playing Bosley. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. That's everybody, why that worked. Every, everybody was rec- Those, the movie. That movie was not that good. That first one movie, was it was fine. It was not great. Hey, was, they were not, amazing. They were the amazing. Work. The movie itself all was... The no, work. I'm saying the movie was... <laughs> the, both the movies were amazing. <laughs> I liked them. I liked them, but, but, them, but, but, but like, they're entertaining. But remember, mm-hmm. Brandon, it wasn't it was played campy. for seriousness. It was, it yeah. was kind of a comedy. Yeah, it was yeah, campy on purpose. Yeah. It was trying to be campy on purpose. So yeah, I I'm going to give that movie a pass. It had so. my favorite one of them. I feel I don't know if it was the first one or the second one. Had my favorite creepy villain who always plays the creepy man. Oh yes, because um, he was in American um, Chris, God. He, he plays creepy Glover. well. Oh my God, he is Crispin weird. Glover. Yes, yeah, he's so good. weird. Yeah, so Marty weird. McFly, Father Mc, uh, McFly. Like he, he was, has the yeah. sharpest nose I have ever seen. <laughs> he was looked, he was he it was looks snatching like it could, up it could cut you. He was snatching up women's um locks of hair in, in that movie. And like big cl- he wasn't subtle about it. Like take, it was like a big chunk of hair he just snatched out of their hair. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, some people like hair, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, right. so Continue. that's the that's all our news for now. And now we're gonna go on and talk about the thing we've been waiting to talk about all episode Disney Plus. Huzzah! Yay! We're kids. <laughs> we're kids again.